Welcome to The Heart Zone, featuring George Cannon. This broadcast is a time of teaching and encouragement from Kerwinsville Christian Church. For more information, we invite you to visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. And now for a message from The Heart Zone. Here's George Cannon. You know, folks, we're, we're going through the Gospel of Matthew. We're into chapter 6. We've looked at a lot of different things so far. We've looked at heart issues. We've looked at motives, proper motives. Now we're talking about right attitudes. And, and I need you to understand something. You know, I, I've been a believer now for 30 years. When I, when I first got saved, I was in a little independent Baptist church in West Columbia, South Carolina. That's the church that ordained me. And... And the reality is, is in those early years, even in my early years of ministry, when I pastored in Canada, a lot of, a lot of my teaching was, uh, I just hate to say it, shame-based. What do you mean by that, George? What do you mean shame-based? What is that talking about? Well, I, I, my preaching was, this is what God's Word says you need to do, you need to do it. If you're not, you're not right. And, and you would feel shame from that. Do you, do you understand what, understand that kind of teaching? Have you been exposed to that kind of teaching? But, but here's the reality. What the reality is, is that the problem with that kind of teaching is, is that it's always focused on your actions. And what develops out of that is a mindset that I gotta change the way I act. So I, I, I have to be a certain way when I'm around church people. Now what ends up happening is, I want you to listen to me, we end up creating for ourselves double lives. Do you understand what I mean by that? We create for ourselves a double life. We're, we got the church life. And then there's a life that we are with everybody else. That either is our family or the people that we hang out with. But then when we're with church people, you know, we're, we got our church life. Now it, it ends up really coming to a head and really becoming very awkward when the church people intermingle with the people in the other part of your life, and you don't really know how to act right then. You know what I'm saying? You ever had that happen? I've had that happen. It's weird. It, it becomes weird. Do you know what I mean? Because you're like, uh, who are you being real with? You know what I'm saying? Because you got these two parts of your lives, and they're different. Now, here's what I've come to the conclusion about, and this is through through just Scripture and wishing. In fact, as we were singing here and, and I was listening to Jim sing, I, 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 the, the, I've been a Christian for 30 years. I, I, I was wishing, Lord, I wish I had learned this a lot sooner. Why did it take me so long to get here? Do, do you know what I'm saying? To understand your grace and that what you're truly interested in is me changing my heart. Because when your heart is changed and transformed, the rest of your life goes with it. Did you understand what I'm saying? Because isn't that what Jesus said? Out of the abundance of the heart, what your mouth speaks, out of your heart, you speak. Out of, out of the essence of who you are in the inside, you act. Did you understand? So this is why it's so important that we need to really talk about Right attitudes. Because it begins with our heart. Heart and mind are connected with the way that we think. And so last week we talked about the focus of our life. This week we're going to talk about our loyalty. What do you mean loyalty, George? What do you mean loyalty? Well, I mean 
Jesus saved you if you're a Christian, you need to think in terms of living your life as being loyal to him with how you live your life and the way that you think. So we're going to talk about that today. Now, here's the problem. Here's the problem. The problem is, is that we want the best of both worlds. Did you understand what I'm saying? We want the best of both worlds. We want to have our church life and the blessings of that and God give me the promises and give me grace and give me answers to prayers. But we also want everything else too. Do you know what I mean by that? You know what I'm saying? We want to enjoy the best of both worlds. So I've got a couple points I want to make here before we look at this issue of loyalty. Number one, here it is. We have a tendency to compartmentalize our lives. This is not just with reference to church. This is just every aspect of our life. We have a tendency to compartmentalize our lives. What do you mean by that? Well, I want you to think about your chest of drawers in your room. You've got a dresser in your room, a chest of drawers in your room. And, and think about how you organize your chest of drawers. Now, now mine, mine are organized a certain way. So like in the top drawer, I have my socks. And that drawer doesn't change very much. There's socks from 20 years ago in there. You know, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're, low, they're far out of style, but I just keep shoving more socks in and they just keep going to the back. And, and handkerchiefs. Do you remember when men used to carry handkerchiefs? So I've, I've got like handkerchiefs from my grandpa that he gave me. They need to be thrown out, but you know, they're from grandpa. Do you, you know what I'm saying? So, and then the next drawer is my underwear drawer, okay? So I got my t-shirts and everything else in there, you know. And then, then I've got my t-shirt drawer. What's a t-shirt drawer? Well, that's like my church t-shirts going in that drawer. That, that's my t-shirt drawer. Now that, that, that drawer really needs to be cleaned out too because I got t-shirts in there from college. Then I'm going to tell you right now, they no longer fit. And my kids aren't going to wear them anymore. Do you under, they're not going to, are you serious, dad? Get rid of that. We need a rag out in the garage. Come on. And then I got my jean drawer and, you know, it just goes on. We've got these different drawers. Now here's the, here's why I brought that illustration up to you. Because that's how we compartmentalize our lives. Because you got the spiritual drawer. And it's however big it is in your life. And then there's the work drawer. And that's who you are at work. And there's the family drawer. And that's who you are with your family. Then there's your drawer. And that's who you are when you're alone. In your own mind. Do, do, do you understand what I'm saying? We, we, we like to compartmentalize our lives. Do, do you understand? We want, we, we, and that's the way Americans think. I'm just going to be flat out honest with you. We compartmentalize everything. And that's, and you'll hear it in our politics. You'll hear it in our politics that your religions really shouldn't delve over into this other area. Have you heard that kind of thing on the news? Yeah. You hear your politicians talking like that. That's because we're used to compartmentalizing everything. Here's the second thing. We want to enjoy both the spiritual and the earthly. We want to enjoy the spiritual but we also want to enjoy the earthly. And, and that's where the tension comes in, because depending on the church you're in, really defines which one is okay and which one isn't, you know, as far as the earthly. Did you understand what I'm saying? Because some churches will flat out tell you, don't do this. 
And they were trying to deal with that tension. Did you understand what I'm saying? Because we want both worlds. That's our problem. And so we live in the tension of that. Now, that's not what Jesus wants. What Jesus wants is our loyalty. Now, here's the problem. As soon as I say that, as soon as I say to you, Jesus wants our loyalty, immediately some of you are going to come up into your mind, immediately is going to emerge in your mind, what some preacher told you sometime long ago, or what some person told you, or what your mama told you, or grandma told you, and it's a list of rules. Don't do this, don't do that. Dress this way, dress this way. You, do you know what I'm saying? How many of you know what I'm talking about? You, you know what I'm talking about, okay? Immediately, when I say to you, give your loyalty to Jesus, you immediately think in terms of, remember this one? Don't watch soap operas. Don't go to the movie house. So, all right, so listen to me. That is not what I'm going to talk to you about. Actually, what I'm going to talk to you about is a little bit more difficult than that. Huh? See, it's easy to follow all of those rules. But that doesn't necessarily change your heart. Do you you understand? You can do all that stuff, still be rotten to the core on the inside. Do you understand what I'm talking about? But see, Jesus isn't into just changing our actions. He's into changing hearts. He's into changing attitudes. And so when he's talking about loyalties, he's going to talk to you about changing your heart. How so, George? Well, let's look at the verses together, and we're going to see exactly what he's talking about here. Look with me at verses 22 through 24 of chapter 6. Look at what he says here. The lamp of the body is the eye. Therefore, if your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Now here's what we're going to do, folks. We're going to take these verses, we're going to look at verses 22 to 23, and we're going to discuss the issue of what are you feeding? He's going to use the illustration of the eye. If your eye is good, if your eye is bad. What's he talking about? He's talking about what you're inputting into your life. Now, hold on a second, George. I thought you weren't going to go with the rules thing, because isn't that what they were talking about when you say, don't go to the movie house? No, no, no. That's a little too simplistic. Jesus is actually making a greater point here. We're going to see what the greater point is. We're not going to reduce it down to one rule for everybody to follow because what Jesus is talking about means something different to every one of you here. Do you understand what I'm saying? means something different for every one of you here. See, well, I just like simple rules. Yeah, but it's not that simple. The Christian life isn't that simple. So what are you, what are you feeding? And then we're going to look at, remember I introduced this to you last week, what the truth principle is. We're going to see that in verse 24. So let's look at this together. First of all, what are you feeding? Well, here's what Jesus is doing. Jesus tells us that what we observe feeds something in our lives. What we observe feeds something in your life. You need to understand that. That's that really put a star by that in, in your notes. If you need to, write that down somewhere. Put it in your Bible. 
what you feed, what you observe, what you are inputting into your eyes is feeding something. Have you noticed that? It's either feeding your emotions or it's feeding your your spiritual nature. What you observe feeds something. So, I mean, we understand that. I mean, have you ever watched, I mean, if you're into chick flicks and you're, and you're watching some tearjerker movie and you're crying at the end, what did it feed? It fed your emotion of, of, of really what? Bringing about an emotional response in you. That's basic, right? So, like, I was watching a movie last night with the boys. It was a bang, bang, shoot 'em up movie. You just want to kill something after watching a movie like that, you know? Do you know what I'm saying? You want to be the hero. You know? What you observe, listen to me, I'm, you know, what were you watching, George? And that's not the point. Okay? It was PG, all right? The point is, listen to me, what you feed, when you observe something, it feeds something in your life. You need to understand that. That's what Jesus is saying here. If your eye is good, you're going to have a good body. If your eye is bad, you're going to have darkness. Let's stop for a moment. Man, why didn't somebody tell you that years ago? It was a lot easier just to say, don't go to the movie house. Don't watch a soap. Seriously, why don't you say, what you watch is going to affect you. Think about what you're watching. Have you ever watched something and regretted, man, I shouldn't have watched that? I think we've all been there, right? This is the point Jesus is talking about. If we're going to change our lives, we've got to watch what we're feeding our lives with. And that's a lot of times through what we observe, right? How about, the, I'll add to it, what we also hit here. Did you understand what I'm saying? What we hear. Here's the second thing. Look with me at verse 22. Look at what he says here. The lamp of the body is the eye, therefore if your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. What's Jesus getting to? Here's the point. Feeding my eyes with what is good has a positive impact in my life. Feeding my eyes with what is good has a positive impact in my life. You need to understand that. This is up to you now. This can't be made into a blanket law for everybody to follow. Because the fact of the matter is, is what I watch that has a positive impact in my life can do nothing for you. And what has a positive impact in your life, I might go, I might yawn at that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because every one of us here are at a different level. And we're all growing. And we all need encouragement in different areas. Is that not true? I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. For some of you, if somebody gave you a chocolate, you would be like, wow, thank you. Some of you are like, what are you doing? I don't even like that. Do you know what I'm saying? Because we're at different places. So the issue is, is I'm going to feed my eyes with what is good and recognize that it's going to have a positive impact on my life. Period. You need to understand that. If your eye is good, it's going to bring light to your life. That's why we encourage you to read the God's Word. That's why it's so important for you to read God's Word. That's why it's so important for you to grab a devotional, read the passages, and input that in your life. Because I'll be honest with you, how many of you have gone without reading God's Word for a period of time? And you could say to me, yeah, it wasn't good, George. 
It wasn't good. My life didn't go good then. Do you know what I'm talking about? Here's the other thing I want you to see. Feeding my eyes with what is bad produces darkness in my life. You've got to recognize that one. If you allow your life to be filled with the things that are bad, it's going to produce darkness in your life, period. You're going to be desensitized. It happens. I mean, the, I mean, I'm not telling you, oh boy, you're just getting so legalistic, George. No, I'm not. I'm not giving you something legalistic. I'm giving you something the sociologists will tell you. I'm just being honest with you. You continue to put garbage in, whatever that garbage is for your life, garbage comes out. Do you know what I'm saying? You continue to put garbage in. Now notice what I said. Whatever that garbage is for your life. Because your garbage may not actually be garbage for somebody else. Does everybody understand me? So I can't give you a blanket, do not do this. That's the kind of world we live in. Joe, just tell me what to do, George. No, I'm not going to tell you what to do. You need to be, you need to put your big boy pants on and do it yourself. And you know what you can handle. So if you're defeated by something in your life, you've got to ask yourself a question. Are you feeding it? What are you observing or listening to that's feeding it? Do you understand what I'm saying? Put your big boy pants on. And decide to recognize that if I feed my eyes with what's bad, it's going to produce darkness in my life. Do you understand that? You and I need to understand that. Here's, here's the other thing you need to understand. We can deceive ourselves into thinking that our darkness is really light. What? Well, look at the way Jesus says this. It's the last part of verse 23. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? He's talking about here that if you're continually inputting in your life darkness, you can get to the place where you think that your darkness is actually light. And then he says, that's actually a reflection of how great the darkness is in your life, where you actually get to the point where you think the garbage that you're inputting into your mind is okay. And that you're okay. Did you understand what I'm saying? We can deceive ourselves concerning the stuff that we give. Because here's the thing. If you're listening to me and you say, oh, George, this is just another legalistic sermon. You're just telling me what... No, I'm not telling you anything. I'm throwing out principles to you to live by. But here's the thing. You know if it's not good. Somewhere in your heart you know it's not good, but you maybe have convinced yourself, you've rationalized it and said, well, I'm okay, it's just light, I can do whatever, I'm okay. Really? Really? Hey, let me, let me get personal, sorry, I'm going to do it. Hey guys, You're looking at stuff you shouldn't be looking at? It ain't your, it ain't just your problem. Did you ever realize that if, if you're married, that it's affecting your spouse too? 
What are you talking about, George? Hey, I, I'll tell you right now, I've heard enough ladies tell me this. That they'll say, I can't compete with what he's looking at. And, and you will tell me, I would never hurt my wife intentionally. You are hurting them. Well, you're being legalistic, George. No, no, I'm just telling you. If you get to the place where you rationalize the darkness in your life, that's truly darkness. That's what Jesus is saying. Did you understand what I'm saying? That's truly darkness. See, your eyes, the question of your loyalty in your life has to do with what are you feeding your life with. In fact, that brings us to our truth principle. Here's the truth principle. Look with me at verse 24. Jesus says this. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Two things I want you to see here. First of all, let's talk about what we need to understand about truth principles. First of all, right attitudes... Right attitudes are founded on truth principles. If you're going to change your mind, if you're going to start having a heart that is loyal to God, you're going to have to recognize that your attitudes are going to have to change because you've embraced a truth principle. Did you understand what I'm saying? You've embraced a truth principle. So what's the truth principle here? Here's what verse 24 is saying to us. You cannot live in two realities since one will dominate the other. Remember I told you that we want to live in the best of both worlds? Remember I told you we want to compartmentalize our life? We want to enjoy both the earthly and the spiritual? I'm going to tell you right now, here's what Jesus says. You can't do it. One will dominate the other. Do you understand what I'm saying? So here's really what I'm, when we talk about the principle of what Jesus is saying about inputting in your eyes, and I would even add to that your ears, the question is, what are you feeding? Here's what you're feeding. You're either feeding what's spiritual in your life, or you're feeding what's earthly. And you can't have both. Because one will dominate the other. And that's when Jesus says, you cannot serve God and mammon. See, that's what the Pharisees were trying to do. See, that's what legalists want to do. They want to do all the right actions, but continue to have a wrong heart and serve it in other ways. Did you understand what I'm saying? See, this is the truth principle. If I'm going to have a loyalty to Jesus, I've got to make the decision, what am I feeding in my life? So, hey, let me just go ahead and say it. Some of you got to get off the Internet. Some of you have to make choices concerning what you're watching on TV. Some of you have to do this. Some of you have to do that. Some of you have to turn off the morning program with whatever it is that's telling you to communicating something to you. Some of you have to make choices. What is it feeding? Is it feeding the spiritual or the earthly? You got to make choices. Because one will dominate the other. And let me just go ahead and tell you. Have you ever noticed that when you try to live in both worlds, it always, always the earthly tries to dominate the spiritual. Always. Have you noticed that? You have to be intentional about feeding what's right in your life. So you say, George, what do we do with this? Well, let me, let me just give you 
couple questions to ask yourself. And again, with these questions, look, don't try to answer them right now. These are, these are pondering questions. These are questions you write down and you, you think about for a while, okay? Here's the first one. Are you trying to enjoy the best of both worlds? Whatever that is for your life. I'm going to tell you right now, whatever it is for your life is going to be completely different for somebody else. Are you trying to enjoy the best of both worlds? What do you mean by that, George? Well, just think about what I've been talking about. Are you trying to enjoy the spiritual? And, and believe me, we want to enjoy the spiritual because we want God to follow through on his promises. Isn't that what we say? We want that grace. We want that healing, okay? So we want that spiritual, but man, we just really enjoy over here too. Do you know what I'm saying? We just really enjoy over here. And so we want the best of both worlds. So that's a question you've got to ask yourself. Are you trying to enjoy the best of both worlds? Number one. Here's number two. Which world are you feeding with your eyes? That's just a guy thing, George. No, it isn't. It's a gal thing, too. Because let me, let me just explain something to you, ladies. Guys could live in a shack. And they don't really care what color the room is or how it needs to be changed. They can live with that same old couch that has that 1970s look with all the stains and not care. And But you, for some reason, have decided that things need to change in the house. Where did that come from? It sure didn't come from them. Do you know what I'm talking about? What are you feeding your mind with? Well, there's nothing wrong with wanting a new paint job in the living room, George. No, there isn't. But you got to ask yourself what your motives are. That might actually change things, wouldn't it? See, it's not just a guy thing. Do you know what I mean? It's not just a guy thing. I mean, Lori, I mean, she's not here, but I'll go ahead and tell her, tell you on her. She, she gets these, her mom sends her these better homes and garden magazines and stuff, and, and she's constantly ripping out pages. What is she doing with those pages? Well, they end up in a file for ideas. I hate that idea folder. Do you know what I'm saying? I hate the idea folder. Why did I bring that up? I'm telling you, you're feeding your life with something. Which world are you feeding? Which world are you feeding? here's, here's Here's the action point. Ask the Spirit to help you to guard your eyes. That's really basically what it is. You want me to tell you what to do? You want me to give you this list of do's and don'ts? Well, I'm just going to reduce it down to one. Guard your eyes. Now, for every one of you, that's completely different. Guard your eyes. Do you know know what I mean? Guard your eyes. Because what you're feeding... You need to decide what's, what's, 
which world it is. Thank you for being with us this morning. And we trust that today's message has been both challenging and an encouragement to your heart. At Kerwinsville Christian Church, a warm welcome is always extended to you. We're located at 700 State Street, Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania. For more information about our ministry, please visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. Now, on behalf of George Cannon and the entire church family, we hope that you will look to the Heavenly Father in all that you face this coming week.